0: Welcome to episode 408 of the Drunk District Podcast. I'm most always, I'm Tyler, joining me with the man, the myth, the legend himself, Sir Colonel Gables. What's up, buddy? Man,
1: quite a lot this past week. So, during this past week, a couple things happened. One, <laughs> and you have drinking the Gables again. Anyway, first things first is I actually have a new dog. So, oh, that's
0: right. I'm so excited.
1: So last Tuesday, I got a call. My mom got a call from uh, one of the housekeepers that helps out my dad and stuff. Say, "Hey, we found this. This uh, is offer that's going around here, like uh, this uh, this dog, the small dog, and stuff like that." And they were talking back and forth and stuff. And it's like, so the lady talked the person down from a uh, hundred dollars to about fifty dollars and stuff. It it was a nine month old puppy. This and that, blah blah blah, and so on and so forth. So. My mom jumped on the, jumped on the deal because she was looking for a lap dog with my dad. So I get home that night, I think it was, and, uh, and my mom's like, oh, okay, this, she's gonna be coming in, like, around maybe 7, 8 o'clock tonight, and stuff with this dog, blah, 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 she had to go away to a, like a faraway place and stuff like that, and then come back. And so I hear a knock on the door, my mom's in the other room, and so I open the front door, right, and here's our, uh, housekeeper with her grandson and his dog this uh dog is like uh he is called a he's a chiweenie so (laughs) so basically what a chiweenie is it was a uh dog breed that was popularized in the 1990s uh, is a mixture of a chihuahua and a german dachshund so that's the term chiweenie otherwise the other terms are kind of interesting that i've learned about either a uh German taco <laughs> or a Mexican hot dog. <laughs> Those are the nicknames for this dog breed.
0: <laughs> German taco. That's my favorite sex position. How'd you know, Gable?
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So with that little nugget oh, of knowledge, scheisse. this dog Immediately, he sees me, right, and stuff, and so it's like, okay, I'll put him on this little leash and stuff that we bought, put a little collar on him, this and that, and what's kind of funny is, like, my mom's like, okay, let's have him sleep in your room tonight, you know, I got, we got this small box, we had everything beforehand, food, water, blah, 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 a night goes by, I wake up the next morning, you know, I have to go to work and stuff like that, and so I take him out of his box, and he's feeling a lot better, because he was on these little anxiety, like... Whatever type of things and stuff. He's very skittish. He's very timid. He basically was on an Indian reservation and so they let the dogs like run a little bit, a little wild and stuff. And I think he was being harassed by like uh, kids, like toddlers, this and that, or whatsoever. Mm-hmm. So they finally had to give him up to this one lady, which sold him to us. And so I woke up the next morning after all of this, and the dog is, he will not go anywhere without me quintessentially anywhere i go he follows me along and so immediately like within like a day or two he's bonded with me and so it ended up becoming my dad's lap dog all of a sudden became my dog
0: (laughs) noise noise
1: and what's hilarious about it we we were trying to come up with a name for the dog and what's kind of funny it ended up becoming my mom going on to google and it's like, okay, what's a good name for a Chihuahua? And all of a sudden, it's like, Chico. I'm like, okay. Okay, well, we'll go with Chico. He sounds like a Chico, so that's his uh, name. And currently, right now, he is sleeping inside of his box. He was going around. God, this dog, such he has such a ball of energy and stuff. So he's in his box right now. He has a cover mm-hmm. over him, so he's trying to sleep. But uh, he is as... He pretty much is like a good saw like 10 or 15 pound dog <laughs> mm-hmm. but uh i take him out back the backyard and stuff and let it less than a week he already is like a member of the family when essentially nice. he knows he the surprise is he's already potty trained so it's like oh, he can go outside go pee and he actually uses the paper in order to you know do his business and stuff but uh What's kind of funny, what's also kind of interesting is we have to get a dog gate because he will bolt out of the front door or the backyard because he's so used to being outside that he wants to be oh. outside.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Especially if, like, uh, I, I leave for work or I leave things. He's got terrible separation anxiety. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Yeah. That's one of the things that uh, ended up happening to me, and part of the reason why I didn't really have a chance to play as much games, but I did play something this week. So, that mm. happened. Obviously, work stuff happened. The Super Bowl happened. And, quite honestly, I am very happy, after the whole year of having the Kansas City Chiefs shoved down my throat, I mm. am finally happy to see that mm. it comes around in full circle
0: in yeah. that regards.
1: Yeah. Now, granted... It- Kansas City Chiefs, great team. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, great team and stuff. But I didn't care who won. But I'm glad I'm not hearing the Chiefs going around again.
0: Yeah, it's like the bittersweet thing. It's like, oh, thank God the Chiefs didn't win it because they're gonna they're gonna be in in it for the next ten years basically. Yeah, but exactly. it's like the 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 guy that stopped them from winning it is Tom fucking Brady, the guy that's been shoved down our throats for twenty years. And I'm not even a am t- not even t- like I said a couple weeks ago. I'm not even Tom Brady hater. I just. I don't know. It was just one of those matchups where it's like some It's just fun to see new blood in there, you know. Yeah. Uh, new, you know, and it's just like this year it was like we've seen. Like I said a couple weeks ago, we've seen the guy that's been in it for the last twenty years versus the guy that's going to be in it for the next twenty years. So that, yeah, that looks, I don't know. Uh-huh.
1: Just watch the next year is going to be like a totally different, two totally different teams in the Super Bowl. I don't know. I just have Maybe. a feeling about that, but it's just yeah. that desperate in the NFL right now to where quarterbacks are going around the carousel when essentially going to whatever teams this is the highest amount of qb's i've ever seen in the league in the past like 20 some odd years where all of these quarterbacks at once either if they're superstars or whatsoever or either rumored to be yeah. traded or actually are being traded and it's a lot of fun possibilities especially with what tyler and i was talking about before recording where it's like Salary caps being reduced a little bit, players are going to try to go for like maybe two to three year deals as opposed to say like the whole five to ten for yeah long term stuff.
0: It's yeah. going to be crazy it's gonna next be, year. Yeah, the next the the, the the most exciting part maybe about this whole year of this next calendar year of football might be the six months where there actually is no football being played because just seeing how many teams are going to be have to cut players because instead of the cap going up. Twenty going up fifteen million dollars is going to drop twenty, so they can't afford all these players they have, and then where well, all these superstar quarterbacks are going to go? So it's. Going to I'd be...
1: actually, I'd actually argue the most exciting part was not the Super Bowl itself, but the start of this month of February, learning all about these rumors and like things like that, and you know all the QB stuff, staff are being traded, Carson Wentz rumored to be traded, and like. Yeah. everything else going into play and now I'm looking at it from a, pan, a fan's perspective of like, okay, my team is in the talks of like a couple of different things here and there nothing concrete but I'm having a lot of things to look forward to from now to April and especially from now until the beginning of the season now yeah. it's just that I know the 49ers, they're just a, I feel like barring the injuries they are Super Bowl contenders but at that same time They need to address a lot of the issues they have. And a lot of that has to apply with a lot of their key needs. QB, they are committed to Garoppolo. I mean, offensive line stuff needs to be improved. Their secondary needs to be improved, in my honest opinion. Not sure if Sherman's coming back. But anyway, this is a gaming podcast. (laughs) And basically, yeah, just been playing some stuff. But how have you been doing, Tyler? (laughs) Tyler?
0: Doing all right, man. Hey, you no, know, no big deal. We, we both love football, and we always, you know, it's our gaming podcast, but we also always talk about what's going on with us, and shit like that. You know, it's just like I was talking last week, a couple weeks ago, when Packers lost. Like, you know, your team was 10 minutes away from winning the Super Bowl last year. My yep. my team was eight yards away from being in the Super Bowl this year. So, it's just like, yeah, they, you know, one or two things go differently or a couple of tweaks here and there with the roster, and, you know, you and I, uh, our teams will be playing again next year in the championship game. Um Odds on, so it who probably,
1: who knows? It's crazy enough to actually happen again.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hopefully, it goes better for me this time and not watching. Um, your running backs run for seven thousand yards and twenty-two touchdowns. Okay, that was an anomaly. <laughs> yeah, let's not talk. About, I don't want to talk about that. It still hurts. I'm having PTSD flashbacks now. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm with you though. Yeah, like one or two things with the Packers this year. It's like they're the the everything's for the most part everything's there they just that one or two upgrades uh, positions and they'll be right back where they were yeah, last they year's. Hopefully to, they get they those need eight to give yards. Rogers,
1: they need to give Rogers more weapons. I mean, more yeah, weapons and more support.
0: He's going to be 38. We've got, he's got, we got limited time with him. So let's make something happen. But, uh, you know, i have been okay. You know, it's been a, it's been a, a, kind of a crappy week from a weather standpoint, you know, it's just, you know, we're, both of my jobs require me driving and uh uh it's just been a lot of snow and then it's winter is really really here now where it's snow and then also eight degrees is the high pretty much the last like four days it was so bad this morning i let louie out to go to the bathroom and uh he was mid poop he's like fuck this i'm going i'm going inside like he's just like literally like pooping and running in the house he's like i'm not even gonna finish i'll just fuck it so like that's, that's how cold it is. Um, so yeah, it's been, a yeah. So it, it was nice, you know, today I didn't have to get out of my PJs and st- for the most part outside of letting Louie out and then going in the basement to do laundry. I haven't mean, had to, uh, deal with the cold all that much and I in PJs to stay in the warm house. So that's nice. But, uh, yeah, you know, it's whatever. I had a, like, a weird, really weird situation this uh, week though, earlier this week Uh-oh. where, um, one of the scariest moments of my entire life, um, where I, del- I, you know, I delivered a, a package to this uh, this lady, and um, set it by okay. her door. Knocked, walked away, and uh, I get in my car and I was looking at my phone. I was I was looking at my device for work, and I was looking all right. Where's my next? Where am I gonna go next? Here, just kind of planning out my next couple stops, and I just kind of look up to to go because I was looking down. And I look up to go and I see something out of, you know, my my uh, driver's side here. And I look, and there was just an old lady just standing there staring at me, and I was like a jump scare. Oh fuck! <laughs> and I I rolled the window down, and she, I mean she she didn't say a word. She wasn't doing. She was just I don't who know, God knows how long she's been there. I mean I, I was probably down like this looking at my phone for our device whatever for a minute maybe, and so, and she's like, "Can I help you?" And I'm like, "Do you live here?" She's like, "Yeah." I'm like. I set a package for you by the door. She's like, "Oh, okay." I didn't see it. I'm like, "No, it's okay. Not a big deal." I like your hair. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> is it is it is it naturally red or is, did you dye it? Oh my god. It's and, I mean, I mean, this was like a two minute. I'm like, I'm busy as fuck. Like, I don't have time for that. I, I can't. I'm not getting my shit done today. As is, and this woman just wants to talk to me for two minutes about my hair. I'm like, I don't. No, please, please leave me alone. Do you look like the? I don't remember the name of the actress from uh the movies, but there's like this, these horror movies, like a bunch of horror movies. This woman's in, and she she just looked like that woman. I can't what the fuck. Elvira? is Elvira called.
1: Ah, uh, we have to look it up real fast. Is it Elvira?
0: It might be. Um, <laughs> god damn it, I can't remember the name of those this movies. There's like three of them that we just came out, like oh, in the no. last like decade. Um. But uh, she's also in Kingpin. She was the landlord in Kingpin. Landlord oh. in Kingpin. Let's look it up. Okay. All right. Uh, here it is. Uh, Lynn Shay. Shay is her name. Lynn let me. Uh, here. Let me. Let me, uh, let me. Here. Let me see. if. Uh, so this is going to be a. This is going to be an audio thing here. Or audio thing. It's gonna be a, a a visual thing for you guys. I don't know how. Does it get? I can't full screen it. But uh, it's her right, right there. That's what she looked like.
1: Uh okay. eat oh god.
0: Well, minus the blood and the knife. But I mean, <laughs> if, if the conversation would have continued, she, it might have been like that, and that might end up happening to me. I don't know. Uh, she could be recording the show w- with my skin suit, and no one would know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But, um, yeah, uh, Lynn Shay is her name, the actress. But she went, oh, uh, what movie? I was going to look up what movie she was in. God damn it. I'm going to have to do some weird. I'm going to have to delete my, my fucking search history here after this fucking oh podcast. Insidious. She's in the Insidious movies. Oh. Okay. That's where she's from. But, uh, yeah, uh, scared the fuck out of me. Um, but, uh, yeah, anyways, uh, yeah, it's a weird fucking very scary moment. Not, don't recommend. Don't do that again. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna be on my t- I'm gonna be like I'm gonna park in the street but leave the car running and I'm gonna like chuck the pa- if I have to go back there I'm gonna chuck the package to her door from the street don't even care if it's fucking a chandelier I'm chucking it fuck it she just goes uh, right. wait let me talk to you about your hair <laughs> is that a natural hair dye but uh, yeah uh it's uh, god it was, it was terrifying but uh yeah uh that's that's you know, nothing other crazy yeah like watch Super Bowl. It was a you know, I, I didn't have a horse in the race either, but I just wanted to entertain the game. Didn't really get that so much, but it was whatever. Um But gables, you know, like I said, we are a video game podcast where we primarily primarily uh talk about uh video games. But I want to talk about one thing. That is video game related. But okay. that isn't really so much a news story. Did you hear about Lady D from Resident Evil 8 gables?
1: Okay, what about Lady
0: D? Did you hear about her height? Eight feet. Nine foot six gables. With the hat and standard high heels, if uh, I can hear the erections in this from the people watching us right now, I can hear the stretching of the pants. God, you might have heard mine. Nine foot six, come step on me, please. Choke me with your stiletto. Oh God! Oh God! Good Lord! Nips are hard. I'm gonna have to raise the camera because I don't want to see my nips poking through my shirt. Whoa, boy! nine foot six oh goody uh no it was it was just <laughs> it was incredible i love the I fact know. that like the the people from Re- resident 8 just came out with the press release and it was like we've heard of all the fandom around i can't i don't know how was, i'm not even gonna try to, p- to say her fucking name it'd be like me trying to read a pokemon's name that i don't know that's after Gen Two, but um anyways <laughs> um she might might as well she might actually be like the final evolution of a pokemon for all we know um welcome to but anyways me.
1: Welcome to a fandom that has any type of adult material made about it after it's been released. That's what mm-hmm. anime fandoms deal with in their entirety.
0: <laughs> yeah, let's well, not let's not talk about some of the weird shit I see when I go on on the internet when it's you know it's it's a uh, happy time, and I'm just scrolling through and I'm like I'm on page six and I'm looking and I'm like, what the fuck? Oh. Marge Simpson, no,
1: <laughs>
0: no, why? Oh,
1: uh, well, let's let's type in Japanese squid. Like, oh god!
0: Okay, one second. <laughs> Am I exactly. allowed to show that on on Twitch? You think I'm allowed to show that? I don't. I, we might get kicked off no. Twitch. Oh, no, no, so no. Like, oh. Three weeks in, and already get kicked off. Let's not do that. Um, I'll I'll, I'll uh, we'll do that in Drunk Nerds After Dark. Um, it's fifteen dollars a month. We're on Cinemax at eleven, um. Bye. But anyways, uh, yeah, nine foot six gables, sexy as fuck. She's got to have back problems for sure. Wearing the heels like that and the bend to, down to go in every doorway, you know. I got I, I my hope for for uh the end of Resident Evil Eight isn't like she turns into a giant monster like all the bosses do at every um Resident Evil game. I want her to like get smaller. And that's what happens. Or or better yet, she like you're fighting and you're at the top of the stairs and she just falls to her death. And that's how she dies. God. She doesn't actually fall down the stairs, she just falls. Like, and just she dies because she fell from a great height. Because she wears 42 inch heels. That's that's what I want. That's that that'd be the that, if the game doesn't end like that. I want them to really play into it. Like I want them to get really freak nasty with this shit. And I want some crazy cutscenes. I want uh Hideo Kojima to cut the to uh, direct those cutscenes. we're gonna have unnecessary screenshot our uh, shots like right up in certain areas I'm not even gonna, you, you already know what I'm talking about her ankles I'm talking about her ankles and then eventually you just knock her over like you just fucking you know you don't shoot her a bunch of times you don't hit some yellow orb on her body you just, you just knock her over. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just, it's like <laughs> you and <laughs> yeah. your, you, Ethan and his wife. They like, they're like on both sides of like a doorway, and they just like pull like some like like a rip cord, and she she's running down the hallway. And she trips and just falls, bam, dead. <laughs> like she she might as well jumped out of like a twenty story building. That that'd be perfect. That's how I want Resident Evil 8 to end. If it doesn't fuck that game uh, I'll like a rank Resident Evil home
1: 2 where you're like they're like, yes. this a freaking thing yeah. and all of a sudden he just ties a bunch of paint cans and just knocks her down the stairs
0: Gables what if oh what if she walks in the door of, of the mansion at the end of Resident Evil 8 and you put a bunch of fucking RC cars down a bunch of hot wheels and she slips on them <laughs> and that's how she dies <laughs> that's how I want to happen
1: <sighs>
0: and then the giant tarantula from Resident Evil 1 walks in and walks over her face
1: that you got not perfect doorway and all this thing like, is a blowtorch. <laughs> oh, this... like, oh I just told him
0: <laughs> And then, oh what if what if before she dies Ethan climbs on top of her and Ethan's up there like, Harry, I've reached the top. <laughs> that would be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I want to happen.
1: <laughs> oh my lord. Oh, oh. man, this would
0: be great. Oh man. And we find out the little the little short napoleon dude from resident evil 4 is her son that would that's that's how we tie it in it's actually a prequel to resident evil 4 and that's oh his revenge to her leon shows up and, and, and causes her to die this is i love this we should go right for capcom why aren't we writing video games why are we doing this oh
1: my god dude.
0: what if we write the pornhub version of of, of resident Eight? Oh this god, is the beginning no.
1: <laughs> I ain't getting tied up with that shit. But I'll tell you what, that's just the concept, man. Like, I'm gonna—I
0: put your name on it, and I'll be the ghostwriter. That's what's gonna happen. We're gonna get all the credit.
1: Be <laughs> <laughs> the fucking ghostwriter. Why are you the ghostwriter? <laughs>
0: because I don't want—I don't want people to know I did it. I want you to get all the credit, and your name be on it. It'll sell more if it says Gables, not Tyler. Gables. I fucking put Gabe stonk on the, as the title of last week's podcast. Boom. View viewers listeners through the fucking roof. My first Photoshop, by the way, huh? It did better than normal. But it's not through the roof, <laughs> it it the roof for us. Better than normal. It's it's not like that time I put anime porn as our title and uh, we <laughs> yeah, we had like seventy times the listeners than we normally do because I put porn in the title anime porn in the title. It wasn't like that, but it was second. It's a close second. That's my first Photoshop. If you guys haven't looked at that. And I put also, that as the the picture on our, our YouTube episode for that. And Tyler, i was very we, proud of it.
1: We can officially say that the, that title of that thing was the one of the biggest like flexes I think you've done for a freaking title in like, a long yeah. time.
0: I felt really good about it. I felt really <laughs> good about it. I laughed in the car to myself for a solid 10 minutes when I thought of that Photoshop. of Gabe. Just Gabe <laughs> uh, replaced the dude from Stonks and put Gabe's picture on it. It was a solid. It was, it, was, it was a highlight moment for my week. Was laughing at that. Just the image of it took me a solid three minutes sitting on the toilet to make that Photoshop. By the oh, way, God. So appreciate it. This is this is what I do when I'm on the toilet. Not this drinking a beer, but make photoshops. <laughs> but make photoshops with your picture in it. I like how ten minutes ago I said this is a video game podcast where we primarily talk about video games, and we've just talked about weird porn kinks. And photoshops with you. I don't know what we do anymore. (laughs) It's fucking weird.
1: Well, tie it back to Resident Evil 8, where it's like, Resident Evil 8, Cross, Home Alone 2. I'm still trying to think of, like, other things. Oh. (laughs) And you know what's going to have to cap it all off? It's like, she chases you inside of a middle of a freaking, like, park or some shit. And all of a sudden, she just trips on the fucking, like, uh, like a lake or some shit. Just, like, just...
0: Yes. (laughs) There you go. There we go. And then some homeless ladies show. The Duke is the homeless lady in the situation and shows up and saves you at the end. Boom. Done. Donald Trump is there. He's in the, he's just in the mansion hanging out with oh the God. three witches. He's like, this is a great mansion. Solid mansion. Mm, I like this room. The biggest bed you've ever seen. The biggest bed. The biggest bed. Look at this lady. So tall. Never. They don't make women this tall, but in this case, he'll actually be accurate. This he will be honest for once. be And, and, and <laughs> it'll be stunning. <laughs> or, or he'll lie. And he's like, mm, no, Futurama, women taller. It's her. Sad. Oh, my I'm God. I,
1: I need a moment after this. Though. I'll be right back.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh, Gables has walked out of the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> he's, he's walking away. I wonder if we can see Chico. I want to see Chico. I don't know if I'm going to cut this out of the audio version or not. But uh, the video version, we might see Chico. And I, I, That's all I want in, in the world is to see Chico. And Gables now has wireless headphones so I don't know if he can hear me but if he if he uh, can't I don't know I don't actually have anything to say I don't have a reply to that but if you can if you can hear me Gables if you're laughing right now let me see a Chico I want to see the baby this is what happened see this is why Gables is the talent because you know he walks away I got nothing to say you know Gables here podcast boom fucking going like crazy spouting off just going back and forth he's uh you're talking like a madman about fucking home alone and and uh lady d from resident Evil 8 i got nothing he, you know he's 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 the star of the show i just I'm the, I'm the producer he's the star you know i you know i don't we can just not have me on the show and then let him talk for an hour and a half and we'd be the show we'd be better off it's just let me edit it that's all we gotta do i'm gonna drink this kill beer it's 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 just too much too much you know a six pack would have been would have been fine I got, they only sell 12 packs and now I have like six of these left or well, no, I guess four of these left now for already drink two, And I just, I don't want them, but they're there, you know, and this is all I had. And I was at the grocery store yesterday and I was like, I should probably get some more beer. I'm like, ah, I gotta, if I don't drink those, if I buy more beer, I'm just going to, I'm never going to drink those gables. So I better just drink the gables. Um, I'll drink it in, man. You know, drink it in. That's <sighs> yeah, just Ill. Uh, It's a weird show. We're show sure this week 408. Almost eight years in, and I don't know what the fuck we're doing. You yeah, know, this is good times. Good times that we have, have here. Drinking another gables. That's like that's all I got. Hmm. I'm gonna have the pee here in about 20 minutes, and it's gonna hurt for the rest of the show. I'm calling it right now. I was talking years ago, I remember having a conversation with Justin about about doing the podcast, and this is off air. And he's like, There's no worse pain than the the podcast pee. And I, I knew exactly what he meant when he's just like, when you, when you got to pee really bad, but you're doing the podcast you don't want to walk away, you know? And, but it's just like, you're in just so much pain that you can barely focus on the conversation, barely keep a, a thought going. Uh, but you just, you just power through and eventually you, you, you just either go or you, you suck it up. And I feel like my bladder, uh, is permanently affected because of this podcast, not only because of the alcohol I've consumed while doing this podcast, but also the fact that I have, um, held my PN for multiple hours on end, uh, it probably done reversible damage to it. it's like I'm like an NFL player. Um, but instead of concussions, uh I'm it's into my and making permanent damage to my brain, it's my testicles and probably also my kidneys. is my kidneys? Kidneys. Kidneys? Kidneys. 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 kidneys he's gone for he's been gone for a while i don't know I, i'm running out of shit I, I i didn't have things to say the moment he walked away i didn't have things to say when we hit hit recording this fucking podcast and here we are three minutes later and he's not here but uh yeah you know, it's whatever you know it's gonna be a good show though we got some good shit to talk about we got you know a lot of you know a lot of major news here because we got, we got some fun stuff we got uh you know we're gonna talk about some nintendo sales figures some playstation sales figures we're gonna talk about google stadia closest some studios fucking center there uh mass effect legendary edition we got nc football is back baby then we also got uh some possibly if we have time, I don't know if we're gonna have time. We're half an hour in and we haven't even started talking about the whole point of why we're here. The news, um, we got Nintendo's canceling some shows. Resident Evil movie coming out September third. God knows if that's been good. And I played Destruction All Stars. And Gables played a, a game that he isn't. He's keeping a secret. Oh, he's back! Everybody be quiet! Everybody duck in the table. I can't hear your, your mic's mute. Mic's mute. Did, you, did, did, did I trick you? Did you think I was really gone?
1: Oh, uh, no, no, no. I was did, just taking my time listening to your epic rant while I was in the back. Were you listening? You
0: could hear the whole thing? <laughs> <laughs> you fucker. I'm like, I was just like, I don't know if you can hear me or not right now, but I feel like I did All a decent right. job, killed up, killing four minutes.
1: Yeah, so for the listeners listening in and stuff, even on Twitch, I got some new headphones, right? Because I keep losing my wired ones. And this thing has so much quality in terms of how large, how far I am. Like, I actually heard Tyler the entire time he was in the bathroom. And I'm like, Ooh. <laughs> Here I am, and all of a sudden I just hear him just go spouting off about shit. I'm like, oh, well. Well. <laughs> just holding in laughter while I'm trying to get this stuff. God. Well, uh, anyway, funny. what's worse than the agenda this week?
0: All right, Gables. You know, let's talk about some sales figures here. Let's fucking do it, doggy dog. We're gonna start off with some Nintendo stuff. This is always fun. I just love how I, w- I, I This should be a fucking requirement in video games that it, you should just give out exact goddamn sales figures. Like PlayStation does it because they're number one. PlayStation's always done. I guess even when they were losing the 360, they always gave out not on video games but on consoles. But I just love how Nintendo gives us fucking to the tenth of a decimal point sales on their fucking video games even if it's bad yeah, they just do really. it it's amazing i just wish you know i'm not even trying to slurp up nintendo here i just love it if xbox did it i would say the same fucking thing the va did not say the same fucking thing um but the uh the switch is now at 79.87 million switches sold between both consoles there was um i don't remember um I, I saw i don't know where it was posted but they had a breakdown of how many were lights and how many were regular switches and i can't mm-hmm. find it uh, but I saw it earlier in the week, and I wish I remember what it was. But it's a the, the light has done very it's done fairly well, um, all things considered. But it's now currently fifth. Advent, it's the fifth highest. Uh, excuse me, I had a burp there. I drank too many gables where right you're gone. Uh, it is currently the fa- the fifth best selling uh, machine of all time for Nintendo. But the, the the Game Boy shit's bullshit. I hate the I hate the fact that they, they put the color and the regular Game Boy together. Fuck off with that. Just fuck off with that. They're two separate consoles. It's fourth. It's fourth now. I'm not counting Game Boy with their 118.7, albeit impressive. Not counting the when they combine their sales together. They're two different fucking consoles. Fuck off with that. But anyways, um, 79.87 million um, sold. And I believe at this point in time, um, they uh, the Wii was uh, sold less than this. It was like a couple million less. But Wii obviously way fucking harder to find at this point. And on top yep. of that, the DS was also selling incredibly well at that point. So, albeit I, I'm not trying to bring it down, but it's incredibly impressive like how well the Switch is doing. But it's, it's even more insane just how like we talk about like oh man, this is like we, we people compare it and we do the same thing. Compare it to the Wii days, but it's like they had the fucking DS that was selling better than the than the other two consoles out there. Is well. not better, but on par with some of those consoles at the same time. Like the DS actually better because the DS sold 154 million, and I think the PS3 sold and the 360 sold around the around the 70 80 million mark so um yeah i mean it's, it's it's amazing um i believe they they're up i think six million since last quarter this is as of december 31st 2020 and then also i always hate how when they put when the news articles put out like the 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 figures they always separated by articles so i had to go i had to go right. find a different article that broke down the also individual sales of video games as well. So um, this is the top 10 I'm going to run through uh, of the top 10 selling Switch games as of December 31st. Uh, New Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe is at 9.82 million. Splatoon 2 at 11.9. Pokemon Let's Go games are 13. Super Mario Party at 13.82. Super Mario Odyssey at 20.23. Pokemon Sword and Shield at 20.3. Breath of the Wild at 21.45. Smash Bros. Ultimate at 22.8. Animal Crossing New Horizons. 31.18 Thirty-one point one eight and Mario Kart Eight Deluxe, thirty-three point four one. That is stunning. I think the PS Four, as well as it sold over 100, I think it's 100, over one hundred twenty million at this point, has right. only I think only has one Spider Man is the only game that sold over twenty million for them. The yeah. Xbox didn't even s- sniff that, uh, and obviously with Game Pass is going to change everything, but never came close to anything like that. And if they did, they would I mean they would have said something, but they never released any numbers on their games. Um, yeah, I mean just. It's just more the same of like just the switch is just absolutely killing it if anybody has you know just trying to find bright sides in in the last you know in 2020 if you know just like if anybody's profited the most in gaming i don't know who who's done it more than nintendo and i mean not even on like on like you know just the way with animal crossing when it came out you know the basically the week after the pandemic hit and the lockdown happened animal crossing was there you know, yeah. but uh, what's your thoughts on those cables?
1: To be honestly, to be honest with you, I think it's rather amazing that there's so much time that has changed since those Wii DS days. Whenever it comes to their Switch game sales, especially for like a lot of the main first party ones, I kind of I kind of measured them like how <laughs> how many units they've sold, like say inside the entirety of the Wii U console itself. So it's like. You have multiple games that are, like, over 13 million, obviously. And that's just one game, you know. Like, on other platforms, hell, other platforms, if they're exclusive or selling, like, what Nintendo's are doing, we'd be freaking just, like, like, just balls of the wall, just, like, plastered these games, and it was being excellent, this and that, you know. It's, like, even despite having, say, like, not so many first-party releases Nintendo did over the last year or so, a year and a half, the ones that have released have sold so well. Animal Crossing, yeah. the whole COVID stuff. I mean, yeah, that's understandable. However, it's fairly impressive that the Nintendo Switch is actually on par or even out actually past like 3DS's sales. I want yeah, to say, the yeah, they just passed the Yeah,
0: they just passed that. Forgot to mention that. Yeah, they're like, I think it's just passed it by like a million. And it's you know I mean, passed it yeah.
1: like with uh, almost five years on the market. Whereas the 3DS in its whole entirety was like from 2011 to 2020. That is crazy, in my honest opinion. And the strong sales of its first-party games are more or less akin to that. Honestly, now it's more or less not just how well Nintendo is doing with what they're doing like for Switch-wise. That system is still selling like hotcakes, but yet you're now looking at a system that has, before everything's all said and done, could be eclipsing or getting close to the numbers of what the ps4 sold in its entire life maybe not outselling it but i'm saying like being close enough to where you know that system in and of itself could very much gain those type of numbers considering how many units that thing sold whether or not if there's actually credence to a switch pro coming out either this year next year or whatsoever but uh I think it's really awesome in regards to how Nintendo has been performing in terms of not just their console sales, not just the significance of their console sales, but it shows you that when people are buying their consoles and stuff, they are purposely buying it for a good handful of the quality games that they're releasing. It also goes to show you that strong first-party games sell Switch. They sell gaming systems. That's always been the case, no matter what console i mean hell if xbox had that type of solid if like microsoft had that sort of solidification with their exclusives to that extent which they're gradually working towards you know trying to get as many exclusive first party stuff going through if they had it as strong as nintendo's i mean this would be almost like a different story than what's going on right now you know but sony definitely does have their strong first party games Though there are space to review and far between, either for COVID or because of other types of work related stuff they're trying to gauge into. But it's clear to me what the people want. They want to play something, you know, more friendly, maybe more family friendly, more just accessible in that regards. And you know what? The Switch is scratching that itch for a lot of people right now.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, uh, so I I, I was kind of skimming through an article here. I found some more stuff on it. So seven point three million of those sales are switch lights. Wow! So just over a year, I think, came out last September, September twenty nineteen, I should say. Uh, So seven point three million of those are lights. Um, uh, So they have also broken down here uh, in the last. So in the last nine months here, uh, because you know, fiscal year for Nintendo is April first to March thirty first. So this fiscal year. Uh, the newer games that I've released: uh, Mario 3D All Stars has sold 8.32 million. Uh, Paper Mario Origami King is over three million. Pikmin 3 Deluxe at 1.94. It's the highest-selling Pikmin game of all time, um, which is kind of you know. I mean, I'm not a huge Pikmin fan, but kind of disappointing that it's, it's um, uh, immediately was the highest-selling Pikmin game of all time and hasn't even hit two million. Uh, Mario Kart Live uh, Home Circuit uh, is just over a million, 1.08. And Ring Fit Adventure has had uh, has now sold um, just under six million five point nine five, but the it's now at eight point six eight million sold over its lifetime. So, I mean, that game came out what twenty nineteen, and I mean there was there was a little bit of an audience there, but it didn't, no one really cared. And then obviously, I mean, you look we've talked about before about how that game was like selling for four or five times the value of it on eBay because no one could find it. Um, Also, I want to point out I was kind of scrolling through here. Um, I found uh, like the top ten, the top selling list, uh, all time so far for uh, Switch. Hyrule Kingdom, uh, Warriors: Age of Calamity, is at um three and a half million as well. That came out um, November 20th, so six weeks on the market. I mean, which they said that I think that first weekend it sold over three million, or it was at three, right around three million that first weekend. So, I mean, doing super well. I mean, it's just more the same. It's just a matter of you know, like, yeah, you said, you know, the last year and a half, the last big, big game, outside of Animal Crossing, the last big game we've gotten from them is Pokemon Sword and Shield, and that was in November 2019 game, and they've yep. still, you know, like Paper Mario and stuff like that, they have those solid middle tier, lower tier games for them, but, you know, it's just, you know, it's just a matter of time, you know, we were talking about a few weeks ago about predictions, because there's a lot of anniversaries this year, so you got to imagine that, in, you know, Pokemon and Zelda, we're going to have some some game, you know, I, I, you know we're going to have that Zelda collection of some sort, or at least the HD remakes from Wii are going to come over, or stuff like that. So, I imagine we'll, we'll we'll probably get a new Pokemon game this year. So, and it's maybe that it's a safe yeah.
1: bet that we're going to get more first party stuff from Nintendo this year as opposed to the last year and a half.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. I I I, I think we'll. Uh, I mean, they're not hurting. They 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 are surviving very well off of their first party stuff. So they don't have to but yeah hopefully for my kicks i would i love when i play my switch i just wish i could i've been could play more often um but you know sticking with uh, sales figures uh sony or playstation came out here with their uh, some of their stuff from their financials um the ps5 has sold over four and a half million units in the first uh came on November 12th so what seven weeks on the market um their biggest launch ever but i always hate that shit when it's like Xbox did the same thing. Nintendo's—they all do it. EA, all of them Call of Duty. Every time there's a new big game come out, it's always the biggest thing ever. It's just, especially with consoles, it's dumb because they they if they would have released, they would have had like 20 million out there. They would have sold them. Doesn't really matter what it is, but um, anyways, uh, it's four and a half million sold uh, as of December 31st. Uh, they're having, I think, one of their best years yet as far as revenue goes. They—they um, they also said that like kind of, kind of the one. Big thing that came out of it was that uh, uh, was it here? Oh, eighty eighty seven percent of PS Five users were subscribers of PlayStation Plus, which I thought was kind of cool. And uh, four point one million copies of Miles Morales were sold as well. Albeit, it is a PS Four game as well. Was, we almost had a situation there, like we did with uh, Breath of the Wild when it came out, where it had Breath of the Wild sold more copies than Switches were sold that first like six <laughs> months. The Switches on was market crazy. because it was also on Wii U. And I thought it would have be been funny if you would have had a, a kind of that same situation there. But, you know, I am I, I, I guess um, PlayStation and Sony are very happy with that number. I'm a little disappointed with it. I mean, I, I, I was hoping, I, more from I was hoping, it, not disappointed, but a little bummed. Cause I thought it would be higher because Spider-Man is, is their greatest selling PlayStation exclusive ever. And this is I know it's not a full sequel and I know it's not Spider-Man, but I think in a lot of ways Miles Morales is a better game and it's but it had the you know it came out launch uh came out in November instead of uh I think Spider-Man came out in sept- early America came out Labor Day weekend uh so a different time frame you got two consoles launching also mid November when all the other big games are launching so maybe it had something to do with it but uh I hope it uh keeps doing well cuz I fucking adore Miles Morales I think it was like number 4 my this year or, uh, or last year for my games of the year list so uh but yeah um PlayStation uh, continuing to kill it. And they also mentioned that they're, um, they're having an issue with the semiconductor is like getting that. That's the main issue is uh, they can't just, they can't get enough of them. That's what the one, the main issue of the bottleneck of getting more PS fives on the market. And they, they said that's going to be an issue continuing on um, till summer, which Xbox is the same thing. that it's going to be a summertime thing before they can uh, at the earliest where they can start actually getting more, um, uh, consoles out there on like a regular basis so no real surprise as far as like it's gonna be hard to find these consoles that's just something we go through pretty much every time a console is released um, but yeah kind of a bummer because it's um, you know I mean I want more people to have that and I, I think that's part of the reason why um, I, I, you know, I think COVID and just delays in general are uh, reasons why but I think that I wouldn't be shocked to find out if like games like Ratchet and Clank which is supposed to be a launch window game which we've heard nothing about uh, since the PlayStation event in like in September. Um, like we've got, we've, we've seen like little, they've been in like clip shows, but we haven't got any more news on it since then. And I'm just sure. like, maybe part of the reason why they're not releasing it or having any uh, like a release date, same with Grand Trismo as well. You know, it's like maybe part of the reason why we're not getting more information out there is a, there might legitimately be some issues and maybe it needs a small delay, but also I would bet they're like, well, let's just wait to release this game until we, get as me PS fives out into the wild as we can. So I think that's part of. It. I think that we'd be shocked if that's also part of the reason. What about you, Gables? What's your thoughts on this news?
1: To be perfectly honest with you, in terms of say like the PlayStation like uh, sellers, you know, in terms of like say Spider-Man Miles Morales and stuff, I kind of wonder. Well, not kind of wonder. I suspect that the decreased sales of that game probably is due to the fact that it's cross-gen between PS4 and PS5. I think we're we are still in this kind of weird period with the ps4 and the ps5 we're not probably not a hell of a lot of people own the ps5 right now i mean because of varying circumstances yeah meaning it's like you got things that are cut between the ps4 and the ps5 version of that stuff in my honest opinion so i think that people are probably looking at that as like okay well let's just get the old version that i got since i don't have the ps5 and hell it has even the upgrade thing to PS5 since I bought the PS4 version and stuff. So it's going to be interesting to see other exclusives that are cross-gen with PS4, see if they actually are going to be selling decently for just, say, the PS5 version of it. Because we've seen it before, you know, in terms of cross-gen games, how sometimes it will affect sales of, like, the newer version of it as a pair to the older one, because Mm -hmm. a lot more people have the older system, have a larger install base, grab that, and usually wait maybe about a year or two before investing inside of a next-generation system. But uh, let's see how, like, say, copies, like, say, especially first-party exclusive for PlayStation, perform when it's just PS5 only in that regards, which I'm not sure how long is that. Well, actually, no. It's going to be, like, until, say, Returnal, I would think, comes out. I want to see how well that does initially when it does come out. Yeah. So... Yeah, that's pretty much what I think. I think it has something to do with the cross-gen stuff for some of the sales for PlayStation stuff.
0: Yeah. Um. Well, we'll, we'll see. Hopefully, we get some stuff worked out here soon. But, um, you know, just talking about the summertime time, and hope you know more be out there. Late spring is getting kind of crazy here too, Gables. So, um, all right, Mass Effect Legendary Edition. Uh, finally got a release date for that, and there was a bunch of uh, so like I guess they did like a like a gameplay thing with uh some big influencers and people um and the uh the, you know, the media and stuff like that uh, on monday or something like that and on two yeah monday and then on tuesday released the trailer and with the release date and some like some side side shots there between uh but we didn't really get any gameplay but uh excuse me it's coming out may 14th uh it's coming to pc playstation four and xbox one but you can excuse me, you could play it with the new consoles and stuff, obviously, you know, be minor improvements, I'm sure. Uh, but, uh, they kind of talked about some of the things coming out of it here. So, it's a remaster. It's not a, a remake, obviously. Um, it still runs in, uh, Mass Effect 1 still runs in Unreal 3, uh, but Bioware spruced up the engine where, uh, as much as it could. Uh, Bioware focused on the development on the PS4 and Xbox One. Um, you know, like I just said, it runs backwards. Uh, all of the multiplayer uh, for the games, is all the I'm sorry all the DLC is there for the th- first three games but the Mass Effect 3 gameplay or the multiplayer is not in, not there which kind of sucks but I'm okay with that uh except for one piece of DLC which is missing which is there was a DLC that came out for the first game uh, it's called Pinnacle Station and it was it's actually uh the only part of the DLC that uh, all their DLC that wasn't made by them that uh came out and I guess the the people that made it uh, their uh the original code for it uh was uh corrupted. So they said that they uh you know they could they could have gotten it in the game but it would take us 6 months. But it, all it is is basically like kind of like a it's just like um you know almost like a horde mode type of thing where it's just like you know clear the clear this room of bad guys. It, I remember when it came out it was just like it was a nothing DLC that came out for it. So it's it's probably of all the of all the Mass Effect content it's the least consequential of all of the content for it. So we're not missing anything with that. Um, okay. but they said they could have done it, but it would take them six months to do it, which to, to make them to rebuild that from the ground up. But it's like for, for that. I mean, if it was like sh- the shadow broker DLC or the crucible DLC or any, like the D- that's something that's still to this day since their DLC, not all of it, like, but some of those are some of the best DLC that we've ever been put out for a game ever. Cause most DLC that comes out, it's, you know, it's like a two-three hour thing that was just cut out of the game that probably should have just been in the fucking game. But it's like that deal. Some of that DLC came out years later and was fantastic. Um, so yeah, so they—that's uh, the only thing that's missing from it. Uh, they focused on improving the visuals and gameplay instead of remixing the story and characters. So they didn't touch anything with the the story, which is great. They—they um, uh, they, a lot of the work was on Mass Effect One because I mean, even when Mass Effect One came out, that game didn't. Wasn't the most fun to play game. It was like that game was primary, like that was held up by its world and its story and its characters. Uh, but right. I mean, it wasn't terrible. But I mean, that that game wasn't great then, and it's certainly wouldn't be great now. I'm sure it doesn't age very well. Um, I haven't played it since probably 2012, I want to say though. But um, I, you know, I, I still adore it just because I adore Mass Effect. But uh, I'm happy that they they worked on that. Um, yeah. So. A lot of a lot of details we haven't really seen a lot of gameplay. We just like I said, we've seen some screenshots and there's that uh, the the trailer they showed, but they didn't really show a lot of um, like there was like little cuts in there, but there's like there was no actual like gameplay. I, I, people are saying that the the game uh, looks a lot better, runs a lot better. The, the action from Mass Effect One looks better, and they also said that the, they redid a lot of the stuff in the Mako. For people I don't know, uh, yeah. in the first game, the yeah. Mako was the the controls in the Mako, the 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 ship that you drive was the tank that you drive was awful. It was they de- terrible. Um, and they also said that the, the the elevators in Mass Effect 1, which back in the day were, like, there was a hidden, like, ele- uh, loading screen. I mean, everybody, that was, like, the Mako <laughs> and, and the elevators were the two things everybody bitched about non-stop because they were so bad. It was, yep. the, the, they said that the, um, the, so the average loading, the average elevator ride in Mass Effect 1 was 52 seconds in the original game. And in the Legendary Edition, it's now 14 seconds. So wow. massive improvement there. Uh, what, three, four times better. So uh, that's awesome. But um, yeah, uh, I watched trailer, Gables. I know you've, you've watched trailer and you, you've read into it. What's your uh, thoughts on this Mass Effect Legendary Edition?
1: From observing the trailer, it looks like it's going to be a interesting... Remaster attempt, you know, by Bioware. I'm really interested in seeing what aspects have been improved. I've already heard little bits of Scuttlebutt here and there in regards to stuff that has been edited. In that regards, I don't know the entirety of whatever, but there is something that's like edited out from like Mass Effect 2 in regards to Miranda, which is her introductory but... kind of like cutscene with uh, her ass pretty much in yeah. full view. But it, at the it, same, you point... know, I
0: made the. Jo- I'm sorry to cut you off, but you made the joke earlier about how uh, Kojima should direct the stuff with Lady Dean in Resident Evil 8. If you watch some of those old cutscenes in Mass Effect 2 with Miranda and all the shots of her ass in that game, you would have thought Kojima directed that fucking game. Those cuts. Just Miranda's <laughs>
1: parts alone. Oh.
0: You would have thought that was her. But sorry, go on.
1: Yeah, I, I understand back in the day, you know, I mean, she was considered to be like the uh, perfect like, yeah. uh, human being in that regards. But, uh, you know, I'm not really too critical of like the whole edits about it you know i mean even back in the day you know i obviously am a guy and i do like uh, i do like that that was like the center point in that regards but at the same point i can understand that they want to just go through and edit (laughs) that as long as it's not something edited stupidly and like affects the quality of the game overall somewhere else i mean if they're just in editing like the initial cutscene of miranda and just like her ass like a full view and stuff like that you know it's not that big of a deal for me i know i don't like a lot of censorship and stuff like that but if you go through and make certain aspects certain edits and stuff like that where it's like maybe like just small nothing that's going to affect the story of the thing for the negative or affect like character interpretations to some way in some way shape or form you know i mean i wouldn't have a problem you know in terms of like say just minor stuff but uh Overall, I am interested in seeing how this remaster performs when it does release. I believe it was like what May seventh, May fourteenth, was it? May fourteenth. Okay, so it's in mid-May that we will get this remaster. I'm interested, obviously, in seeing how well the original Mass Effect plays. I haven't played through that game in a while. PlayStation three, when that version came out, after the exclusivity deal like ended with Microsoft for the original. I played through that game. I think that was the last time I played through that game was on the PlayStation 3. On my shelf right now, I have the first three games that I recently rebought as early as uh, 2019. But uh, I'm willing to play through that entire trilogy again. I mean, quite honestly, that's something I've been wanting to do for a long while. Is play through that trilogy from beginning to end, from one to through 3 and have my same character go throughout that because I never did that back in the day. I switched consoles. I had the 360 where I played through Mass Effect 1 and 2 and then for the PlayStation 3 when I got rid of the 360 and all that other stuff I started from 2 and then 3 you know and then 1 came out later but uh, yeah that's I'm just looking forward to seeing if it just is a faithful and good remaster
0: yeah no I, I I I 100% agree where it's like that's that's all I want is just to replay this it's I always we always I've heard that we, we've we talked about it before an older podcast and like I've heard other people talk about it too like they ask that question of like you can have the little bright light thing from men in black where they erase your memory and it's like if you can erase your memory of like one movie or video game or blah 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 and, and watch it over again or replay it over again the mass effect trilogy I know it's not one game but it's a trilogy but if like that's one thing I love to just erase my memory on replay the whole thing again because it's one of the greatest franchises of all time to me and it's unfortunate because the end with the end with three which wasn't fantastic but i didn't hate it as much as people did and then with andromeda um and just where bioware has been this last generation uh, has been disappointing but like it's when i watched the uh the uh trailer they put out the other day with them and the music kicked in and all that it's just like i got like literal like goosebumps and like chills and like i was just like i forgot how much this franchise and those three games meant to me uh mm. and just how much i adore those games it's like i can't it's just like every, like all those feelings like rush back into me and like flooded me again where it's just like i forgot how great it's kind of like the same thing where it's like the only thing i can i can put it to like in, especially in gaming otherwise is like whenever i like i'll get nostalgic and i'll like go back and watch them like metal gear stuff and like i'll hear the music from metal gear solid and uh especially like uh, four and uh, and snake eater from three um when i hear that it's just like oh my god it's like it's just it hits me like you know it's like it, not there's not very many things like in entertainment and media that can uh, that hit me like like you know like you know like mass effect and it, just the music alone just like hit me and like i see this a trailer i watched it i've watched it three times now where i'm just like it's a two-minute trailer so like i'm a huge investment here but it's like i've gone back and watched multiple just because like all the feelings and memories and emotions like just flood back to me And i'm like there's so much shit i've like you know i always think i always look back fondly about mass effect but i don't really think about mass effect like the, the things i love about it and like how deep it is and like i started thinking about all those characters and moments i had like Garrus and um and with uh ashley and uh Fucking Caden, which uh, whatever I was killing in the game, um, and you know, but like Jack and all though, like it's like oh man, and Miranda's ass, um, it's just uh, it's <laughs> incredible. But you know, it's just I, I I can't wait. It's just you know the fanboy in me and this is coming out, and it's just like I've been kind of been like in that I, I go through this at this time every year. And I've talked about on podcasts before. I probably talk about it this time every year where like I've been kind of that like gaming slump where it's just like I don't have anything to play because like the, the holidays are over. And I'll try to play games and just nothing's clicking for me. It's like, I don't like, ah, am like you know, it's, just, it's not working. And I'm like, I'll, you know, it's, well, I don't even want to play Madden that much right now. It's just like, I don't know. It's just that time. I, I think it's just, I go through this every year, beginning of the year, in excuse me, in January, February, where it's just like, not a lot's coming out. And, and you know, it's like, I'm playing either older stuff or that I missed out on, or just, you know, I'm not really feeling, I'm not really invested in anything. So it's just like, I've been in that slump right now. I'm just like, fuck man. It's like, I, w- I would love to sit down and play a game and like, but it's just like, nothing's clicking for me right now. And I was like, I was hoping like there's that March 12th uh, leak. Uh, we had a few weeks ago for this, out. Know, and I was like, fuck yeah. Perfect timing. There's nothing coming out really outside of Mario, and, uh, 3d world next week. That right. I'm looking forward to really in the first quarter outside of it takes two, which is going to be a, a short game that we'll plow through in a weekend. Probably. Um, but now it's coming out in May, which I was looking at. It's uh, it's it's kind of a crazy stretch here where we're gonna have. So I want I want to go through this real fast. So I got real I got dates pulled up here. So near replicant, I know it's not gonna be a big game, but it's good. there's there's a I'm looking forward to it. And there's I'm hoping for it, and there's also there's a audience behind that behind this. It's coming out April 23rd. New Pokemon Snap and Returnal come out April 30th. Now, uh, Resident Evil Eight comes out May 7th. Then we got Hoods. It's that. Uh, Assassin's Creed multiplayer game that's got some buzz around it. It's coming May 10th. Mass Effect Legendary Edition, like we were just talking about, May 14th. Death Loop, the Bethesda game, uh, that's uh, from the, the um, Dishonored guys, May 21st. BioMutant on you know, May 25th. Uh, so a good stretch there, and then Back for Blood, I think is, is it early June? May tw- or uh, June 22nd. So it's out there. So we go from like not a lot of games to play <laughs> the first like four basically literally the first four months of the year we have pretty much nothing. Oh, and I think Far Cry 6 is a May game as well. I'm not sure. But yeah, we have like basically nothing the first four months. Like, you know, we're getting PS5. We get next gen upgrades, uh, updates uh, and Mario the first four months and then April 30th hits and it's just an onslaught of games for like yeah. a month. For four or five weeks straight, so uh, yeah, it's gonna come. Out. But I'm happy with the order that we're. You know, as much as I play Mass Effect now, like I'm happy it's the last of those big games for me personally. Outside like Death Loop, who knows how Death Loop's gonna turn out? Um, I'm, I'm hopeful for that game, but I'm, I'm waiting to see what people say about it. But um, I'm happy that's at the end because it's that uh, it means I can get through these other games, and then when Mass Effect comes out, I can just focus on that instead of the other way around, where Mass Effect comes out and then Pokemon Snap, Returnal, and Resident Evil 8 all come out, and I. <laughs> yeah but uh yeah i'm I'm so, I'm so pumped for that game it's just I, I can't i can't wait to i can't wait to see what people will see the gameplay for mass effect one that's the thing i want to see the most and I'm, like, I'm wondering like we're a few months out why are we not seeing more gameplay for this but uh moving on to some other ea news here gables instantly football is back um and i have uh i have i'm a huge fucking incident football fan. I mean, I mean everybody knows if you've listened to the show uh i'm a a giant Madden fan, uh, I, I put hundreds of hours into Madden every year. Uh, buy it day one, all that. Um, so EA came out this week and said that they're going to start making the NCAA football games. They stopped making it in 2013. NCAA 14 was the last one to come out, and then like early that next year, they in early 2014 they said that um, they're going to stop making because there was that lawsuit that happened, where rightfully so. Uh, One of the uh, a player from like the '90s um, uh, is a a, I can't remember his name, but he was a basketball player for the for UCLA in the '90s. Um, He went to go play uh, the the college basketball game with his son. I remember remember his story on like it was like ESPN or 60 Minutes something like that. And he was talking about like he went and played the game. He went to go play at UCLA because that was his alma mater. And they had like the all uh, the all uh, UCLA team, so it was all the best players, basically like the super team of UCLA, like all the, all the teams had it or like, there was like, but it was like, they couldn't mm-hmm. legally put your, put the players names in the game. They couldn't, no. but that was a big thing with all college games, um, video games, uh, 2k did it. EA did it, but it was like, Oh, we can't call you your name, but we're going to make this character look just like you. And he's going to have the same Jersey number as you, but he's not you. You know, it's like number 15 for, uh, Florida is not, you know? Yeah. We all know that's, that's Tim Tebow in real life but right. he's number 15 in the game, but he looks just like Tim Tebow and all that, but he's not Tim Tebow. And it's because we can't, we because can, legally um, we can't pay him to be in this game. We can't use his likeness. And that was a big thing. And he saw that. And a, the class action lawsuit happened. I think they ended up getting like $50 million out of it. for it, wow. um, a bunch of players, not just one guy, but a bunch of players did. Uh, and rightfully so. Cause I mean, basically, I mean, it's bullshit. NCAA is a bullshit rigged organization. Uh, it's fucked up that they um, don't let these pl- They you they make you know, and just not just in way, but college in general. Where like you know you get a, you get a tuition where college degrees mean less now than ever before, unless you're going to school for to be a doctor or something like that right. or an engineer or a scientist. College degrees don't fucking matter f- for the most part. Most people don't use their college degrees after college. Um, That's very true. But yeah, but anyways, uh, you know like Reggie Bush, uh, who was a fantastic, one of the greatest running backs we've ever seen for uh, uh, in college football history. Uh, one of Heisman, all that. He was, the number, he was number five for USC. I mean, to this day, I've never seen anything like him in college. And his jersey, they just they would just sell a jersey, a, UC, a USC jersey that was number five on it. And it sold They maybe tens of millions of dollars selling this jersey. They didn't have his name on it, but everybody bought it because they knew number five was Reggie Bush. Mm-hmm. And But he never got a dime of that. And they they, they took his Heisman away, which is the greatest thing as a sports athlete you can get. Only eighty people have that trophy, and they took it away from him because and they they took his name, all of his records, everything, all his everything he's ever done. He's not, it's all ripped out of record books. And right. we, even though we saw their own eyes, instead, well, they do not recognize him as a college athlete because his fam- because a booster bought his family a house. They, got, it was a $100,000 house, which is a $100,000 house in L.A., which ain't which is ain't shit in L.A. Right. <laughs> and they bought him a fucking house. It's like this is the organization that says we you, can, you can't you can buy this guy lunch. You can't give him a ride to – you can't even just give him a ride to call, to practice. Oh, he's he's standing outside, and it's negative 20 degrees outside in a snowstorm. He's waiting for the bus, and the coach drives by and sees him there. Legally can't – you, know, you got to take the bus by. Sorry, can't give you a ride. Uh, meanwhile, I'm making wow. $10 million a year. So I, I can I can I, I can give you a English muffin, but you can only have butter on it. Can't have jelly. That's an actual rule in the NCAA rule book. rulebook. Um, just shit like that. And it's just it's <laughs> the most twisted, fucked up organ. Not the most twisted, but it's a fucked up organization uh, that uses you know uh, you know breaks the backs of uh, eighteen to twenty two year olds and gives them a fucked up uh, warped world. And then just shits them out when they're done making millions of dollars off of them, and then they don't know what the fuck to do when they when they get out of this world fucked the up world they're, that that they're in. Uh, but anyways, I'm going right here about NCAA. But basically, they, they EA stopped making because they had the exclusive license of NCAA football, and then basically all the, everybody the 2K same thing stopped making uh, college games, basketball and football uh, just because you know all this this lawsuit. And then basically, so what's going to happen now is. What they're gonna do is so this game is gonna be 2022, 2023 at the early, at the very earliest. But what's gonna happen out of this is that instead of them making number five is uh, he looks and he looks and has all the same attributes and he uh, uh, as Reggie Bush, but he's not Reggie Bush in the game, but he's number five. It's so a wink, wink. But it's all gonna be generated random names, custom whatever. So like they're not gonna look like the you know the guy they're starting. Quarterback for Ohio State, you know he might be a six foot six. Uh, it might look, it might be Justin Fields right now, a six foot four black guy. But when you when you start, when you put your game up, he might be a five nine white dude. <laughs> you know, you never know. <laughs> uh, so it's all gonna be random jersey numbers, what they look like, attributes, all gonna be completely random. That's their plan as of right now. But there's a lot of uh, lawsuits going on with the NCAA. Things are changing. Like they've been slowly, surely, things were breaking down for the NCAA. That wall they they've been building. Uh, people have been taking away bricks slowly but surely, um, so yeah, it's just a matter of time before things change for them. Uh, but uh, yeah, um, so who knows? They they said that they're they're able they're gonna be able to adjust because you know, this guy said this game is two three years away, so they're gonna be able to adjust uh, accordingly um, as of right now. So hopefully they can pay these players. I hope so because I I love NCAA like football selfishly. I, I've wanted this game back for almost a decade now, uh, and uh, it'd be even better if. You know, they can actually pay the players some fucking money uh, for, you know, selling their game and making right. millions of dollars off their fucking game. But go on, Gables. What's your thoughts on all this?
1: I'm happy that NCAA football is coming back. Honestly, the last time I actually played an NCAA football game was back on the PS2, I think, with uh, Matt Leinart as the cover athlete, actually, in UFC. USC. No, that was actually. Carson Palmer. Oh, Carson Palmer. Okay. Yeah, Vince Young oh, was well, the,
0: was the cover athlete that year. Oh, Reggie Bush was, I'm sorry.
1: Oh, Reggie Bush was. But, huh. uh, yeah, the I remember playing an NCAA football game on PS2, and I remember it being like, I think it was either Reggie Bush or someone else being on the cover. You know, I played that game and stuff like that because my brother had it pretty much, so we played a little bit back and forth. But other than that, yeah, I'm very excited that the people that have been clamming for another NCAA football game are finally going to get their NCAA football game that they've wanted now for the past seven years. And obviously not a lot of people are going to be hoarding to the PS3 version of NCAA yeah. 2014.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I actually have friends in real life that keep their 360 plugged in. Multiple people. I know keep their 360 plug in because they can play NCAA football 14 on it because oh it's not backwards compatible with Xbox one.
1: Oh my God. dude! Yeah. That's crazy.
0: Yeah. So yeah, it's incredible. Yeah. I can't, I I'm pumped for it because I, I like the NCAA games more than the uh, Madden games, honestly. Um, yeah, i I'm, I'm, can't wait. Uh, moving on here, so it'll probably be our last topic here. Uh, so okay. Google Stadia is closing uh, both of their studios they had making games, uh, making first-party games for their for their the uh, de- Stadia device. Uh, so Stadia came out late tw- 2019. Um, it was 130 dollars. They hired uh, Jade Jade Raymond, who was like a she was one of the lead people on the first Assassin's Creed games. Uh, excuse me, but uh, she actually uh, left uh, EA to go help run these uh the studio uh, for for Stadia. Uh, they announced that they're closing it, uh, b- both studios, about 150 employees. They said they're gonna they're they're working on getting all of them jobs within Google. So hopefully they don't lose their okay. jobs. But um, the plan isn't like they're gonna just shut down Stadia, but. The big thing that they had was, you know, they they were working on these first-party games, and um, they had one in Montreal one in Los Angeles. Um, they're not going to shut down these studios, but they're hoping to get better third-party support. But those first-party studios that they, they had started and built were, you know, they were going to kind of help, you know, obviously need first-party games with these fucking things. And now that's not going to happen. So, I don't know. It was, what, what's, your, what's your thoughts when we hear all this shit happening?
1: When I heard that news break earlier on last week first thing I thought about is yeah, well, Google Stadia is going to be not long for this world because you need first party exclusive games in order for you to sell your systems it doesn't matter whether it's the Switch the PS4, the Xbox One first party exclusive games do matter and with Google pretty much going through closing down these first party studios and stuff, that's the kiss of death a gaming system because honestly any gamer can go and see the third party content on another device and probably do it better than what you currently have available if people wanted to stream their piece like they want to stream their stadia games or something like that why stream it through there where they could just go onto steam download it and play it on there or play it on their ps4 or wherever but it is definitely it's definitely (laughs) telling that throughout its initial launch in 2019, heading towards now, it was heavily advertised. There was a lot of, like, uh, setbacks for Google Stadia when it launched and stuff. Some of the latency and some of the third-party content wasn't as great. And then we most recently had that promotion and stuff where if you were, like, a uh, YouTube like Plus subscriber or whatsoever, you know, you had that offer to where you can get, like, a free Google Stadia, which, honestly, if you're selling... If you're even offering your gaming console at this point with barely even two years in the market for free, then yeah, you know you probably are in some form of trouble.
0: Yeah, but, and it's not even barely two years in the market. It's it came out last October.
1: Last so, October, just so, yeah, over yeah, a year. even two years,
0: not just over a year, fourteen months, and they already fifteen months. And they've already stopped.
1: Obviously, there's comparisons between this and the Ouya. There's comparisons between like other on systems live. as well. On live. That was one of the most infamous ones. But uh, this is also another case of Google diving into a market, but because they have so many funds, so much funds from what they're making, they could easily just say, okay, we're not going to go through, cut this off and stuff, and then redo something else, you know? I mean, that's also a case in point issue as well. But uh, if Google Stadia goes through and ends, like, that actual service in the next six months or so i wouldn't be too surprised
0: mm. but
1: uh yeah it's kind of it's kind of sad to think about it but at the same time that console i kind of felt was going to be doomed from the start
0: <laughs> yeah yeah it's 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 one of these situations where we all i think we all kind of guessed it and kind of seen it coming but we're not happy to be right about it situations like we all would have loved it been wrong um but it's just i mean we've seen so many different people and t- d- different organizations and companies try to get into this, the gaming atmosphere. It's, it's, not just gaming. It's hard to get in any atmosphere. I mean, you look at Microsoft with the zoom, like you would have thought like, you know, if anybody could, could have gotten there and been competitive with uh, Apple and the iPod, it would have been Microsoft and, and that zoom fucking flopped. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's not, it's not easy for anybody to do and it's just, it's disappointing. You know, like we, we, you know, and that was the big thing with Google going into it was like, we've seen Google so many times they have a reputation behind them where it's like, if something doesn't work out right away, they just cut bait and run. You look at Google plus, you look at Google yep. glass. You just, that's what they do. Um, if you know, things aren't like, they're not making a bunch of money or if things aren't going the way I thought they were like fucking that they're done. Um, you know, and it's just that, that's what we all talked about was, I think it's happened faster than we thought, you know, we're talking, 14 months into the device and you've already stopped making developing games. Who knows how the, maybe there's issues with those games. Who knows? But it's just like, if you're really serious about this thing, it's just like, why would you shut it down now? Or why would just, you know, change exactly. things, refocus on things. And I thought it was like, so a former person, a former Stadia tech um, came out. He doesn't work for the company anymore. He left before all this, but he said, uh, Google was a terrible place to make games. Imagine Amazon, but under resource. That's, Oof. the big quote coming out of it so it's like and google's coming out with amazon Luna or it's it been doing it uh you look at microsoft with uh their x cloud it's just like they came out they charged, tried to charge try to charge130 dollars plus a ten dollar monthly fee on top of this for early access basically for early access where this thing should have came out and just been free and come out and it's like it doesn't even work on the majority of your of google's devices but yet you want to charge people for this to use this device and it's just it's right. stunning And it's just like, you look at like Microsoft where it's like xCloud was in beta forever. And then now it's out, uh, for the most part now. And it's like, you can play it on iPhone. You can play on iPhone, but you you can play on iPhone, but you know, we do work around it's on, but it's on, when it finally started coming out, you can play it now. It's like, it it was, it'd been in, you know, beta basically for over a year and now it's starting to come out and it's, you know, now we're, I mean, it's not blowing up anybody. It's not blown up. I mean, it's not, we're not talking about this is like, I think this is the future of gaming, but it's not like taking over right now. It's not no. blowing up like an iTunes did 20 years ago or 15 years ago with, with turning music digitally or where Netflix is. It's not like we're not there yet, but we're getting there. And I think it's only a matter of time. I think I wouldn't be shocked if the PlayStation six or seven or the next Xbox or the Xbox, like that. that is just, it's just an app you download, which I, I don't know right. if I'd be too upset about that idea. Like, you know, I know, I love the idea of like still buying physical media here and there, but it's like, I don't know if you find like where I've had my TV up here on the wall and I had to like when I when I put the go put go put it on the wall, it's like I had to like keep in mind I, like I had to look up the measurements of like how tall PS five was. So I can like <laughs> and I had to Jeez, make sure it was tall man. enough. Because if I would have put it up the way they recommend it, which was like twelve inches, it would like my PS five would have been there five inches over it. And it would have been cutting off my, my fucking T V forever. It would have drove me fucking nuts. But it's I don't know. I mean I, but I think it's a feature it's just a feature of where everything is now where it's like, you know, most people rent in the you know, red box, you know, is going out, of, you know, it isn't doing as well as used to. Fucking mm. blockbuster, all the shit's gone because of digital streaming and all that. And it's just streaming is the future, and it's we know that, and it's, it's eventually uh, it's going to go the way. It's like why shit like GameStop is slowly fading out of existence. But you know, I you know, you need like it's just like any other device. You need to have first party, and we just we just talked about Nintendo at the beginning at the beginning of this podcast. After we talked about Lady D for an hour, um, and her forty-two <laughs> inch heels, um. And Home Alone, uh, but it's like Nintendo. Let's face it, the Switch. It, it's a. It's a, it's basically. It's got the. It's got great. It's doing the indie games are doing great, but let's face it, the the thing that's doing great on that thing is the fact that well, a, it's handheld, but also the first party games. That that's what's keeping that game that keeping that thing going in the way it's in the way it's, it's selling the way it is because of first party. you Look at PlayStation when I think launch and the PlayStation want to launch, you know the, it was it was the they had great first party games that that kept it, kept it going kind of made it serious. Xbox, the original Xbox, Halo. Do I need to say more than that? Halo. Um, you know, so it's a, this thing came out, charging you $130 for essentially a controller, trying to charge you another $10 a month, top of that to pay full price for games that are 20, $15 you can find for a fraction of the price elsewhere. Uh, you know, it's like the the games that you're offering in your service for 10 dollars a month are, I mean, there's some good games in there, but they're not like games that are gonna fucking make anybody run out and go get the thing that save that money. It's like I'd rather pay fifteen dollars for it on my on my PlayStation that I have already than go and get this Google Stadia and spend and spend ten dollars a month to play it on there. It's like you know, it's like this. Look at Amazon Luna coming out, and it's like it's basically doing the Game Pass sort of thing where it's you just. You have, you get Amazon Luna for free and then you pay a subscription fee every month. If you want to pay that, you play it. You don't have to, there's no barrier to get in. And then also you got to pay this month, monthly fee later on. And I know there was like there, Google was making, so you didn't have to eventually play or pay $130 for a device. You can just play anywhere. But it's just by that time, it was just too late. Like you had to come out rocking it. You couldn't fix it later. Like, you know, you look at, it's very hard for anything to come out bad and fix it later. Uh, that's right. like a, that's not a video game. Just like we've seen video games turn around, but like as a device, you look at Xbox One. They fucked up the E3 press conference. Never really turned. I mean, did well and it was fine. They did some cool shit at the end, but never really could erase that. Remember when we talk about Xbox One, we're always gonna talk about that fucking E3. You, know, you look at the Wii U came out. Is, is this is this is a Wii U an attachment? Is that or is it is it the next console? is so like when it came out when it came out, New Super Mario Brothers, which is a franchise that's i mean it's it's mario but it's not it's, it's like bottom tier mario let's face it like as far as like where people are with the, with that franchise and it had zombie U, as it came out and people did not understand what the fuck it was it was expensive for a nintendo console and there wasn't like that big thing to come out and make people go out and buy it and then look where you know look what happened with it. the wii u albeit we love the console some great games that came on it obviously shown as Mario Kart 8, a Wii U game is sold 33 or 33 million copies, but it's just like, it's hard to erase that first impression. And especially when you're a brand new platform, you know, you, you can't fuck up. You got to come out and you got to rock it, And on top of that, you're, you're fighting yourself because you are known for cutting bait early. And it's just, it's sad. And it's frustrating. And it's just like, yeah, you know, I, I, I didn't want Google stadia to go this way. I wanted it to do well. I want, you know, more competition is better. It's like, that's what we, talk, we always talk about. It's like, nintendo's fucking killing it ps playstation's been killing it xbox has been doing some great shit they obviously are they're on the way up but you know we always talk about they need the more they need more games the enforce party games all that blah, blah blah we know that but we always talk about like game pass they've been doing all these awesome fucking things you know it's like we we want all all three things to be doing well we want competition because competition uh between themselves all three succeeding it's only better for us as gamers because we're gonna get better quality, we're gonna get better prices. We're maybe not to better prices, but we're gonna get, we're gonna get. Things will be better for us in the end, you know. When there's more competition, right? And you know, having adding Google in there, my, you know, that with against Microsoft, Sony, and Nintendo, that would and they, and they came out rocking it, and they got Amazon coming out there, and they start fucking lighting a fire up their ass. Like, God knows what would happen. It'd be it'd only be good stuff, only good shit for us. So um, yeah, I don't know. Disappointing, um, but. We'll see what the future is for them, but I, I I wouldn't be I don't think I would be shocked if if at at the end of 2022, Stadia is even a thing. That's if by the end of 22 we 2022 we don't have like hey Google Stadia goes offline some at some point in 2023 I'd be shocked, but um yeah moving on here we're gonna we're we a little long here so we're gonna get into what we've been playing this week uh, I'm gonna go real fast because mine's only gonna take a couple minutes here Gables I've it. only I've, I've jumped to uh, like I said I'm in that gaming funk right now but. I've, I jumped to a new game, came out. It's actually the only the second PS5 exclusive game that's out right now, uh, outside of Demon's Souls. It's Destruction All Stars. Um, mm-hmm. It's a PS Plus game. Uh, we talked about uh, a couple weeks ago about you know the PS Plus games that were revealed. revealed, um, and this is this is one of them. This was supposed to be a launch game at seventy dollars. And I, when they announced that they were pushing it. It wasn't delayed because it wasn't ready. It was delayed because they realized charging seventy dollars and putting out launch was a bad idea. Because uh, we said at the time there was like, they had six or seven PlayStation exclusive games coming out on uh, right. on launch day, and we said at that point in time this was the least important of all of them, and this is the most important about having online because this is the one that had online only. This is the only one that's online specific, and this game had to come out and do well. And I imagine probably pre- pre-orders numbers were like, they're looking at pre-orders like, oh, I don't give a fuck about this game. We need to just put it out there for free. Um, so put it out there. It's a PlayStation plus, uh, you know, free game, uh, for February. It's going to be up there for two months, but don't remember if you are a PS plus member, uh, and you don't have a PS five yet, you can go on the PlayStation store and you can still add them to your library. So that way you're not missing. So like games like bug snacks. And we had man, man, last month. Uh, and this is out there for two months. Um, don't miss out. You can still get them. Um, but this isn't a game you probably need to run out and do that right away. Honestly, I, I've fairly only played about four matches. Uh, and it's just it's a game Gables it's a, it's a game and it, I don't I don't have it's just like one of those games we always talk about like there's those games you hate and like I can you've heard me rant multiple times about Resident Evil 6 or, or Death Stranding um, and you've right. heard me rave about games I love like God of War Horizon or uh, you talk about games like Breath of the Wild or Persona mm-hmm. or whatever. we're passionate about games or if we really hate a game we could talk about it for 20 fucking minutes or an hour uh, and then yeah. there's games like this that come out it just don't do anything. And it just I I don't have much to say about it. It's just I played it. It's it is a there's nothing it's not a bad game. There's nothing bad about it. Like it runs well. Everything seems to work. Uh it takes a long time. Not a long like a, a solid ninety seconds probably to get into a game at the loading, Once you click actually start a game. I think I don't know if okay. it's because no one's playing or what the fucking deal is with that. Uh there's four different game modes. I've only played one and it was um uh it's like basically like a sixteen person free for all where like so in this game you uh, you can run around but you can also jump into a car and you it's like destruction derby basically which fun fact this was actually supposed to be a destruction derby game because Play- PlayStation wanted to bring that back but then it turned into Destruction All Stars so anyways mm-hmm. um, it give it's basically like a hero type of thing where like a hero shooter like Overwatch where every character has right. their own witty thing and their own powers blah, blah blah and same thing with this each character has their own vehicle that you use and has their own powers. Uh, Like the one I one of them I use like he uh, he could turn he could turn his car invisible, which is isn't really all that helpful because people just drive into you because they don't realize you're fucking there. Uh, But kind of the main (laughs) thing in like the the game I played, uh, you basically you have like you hit the right stick left or right to like do like you dash that way or you hit forward to like kind of boost up and you hit you want to hit him while you're doing these these maneuvers and you get points for hitting people and you get more points for the harder the hits. If you KO the car, which your car eventually will take enough damage that you get knocked out of it. And then they get more points for knocking you out or you can jump out of the vehicle and you can steal their vehicle or you can jump on your own. The problem is with this game is not only is it not really a lot of fun, but also like, I can't really tell when like, sometimes I, I feel like I hit somebody hard and I got, I should get some points for that, but it doesn't count them. And then like, sometimes I feel like I'm like, ah, fuck, I fucked it up. I hit them, but it wasn't dashing when I hit them and I'll get three right. points or something like that for, for an excellent hit. And I'm like, okay. Or they're like, I'll bump into somebody and they get points for hitting me. And I'm like, Right? It just doesn't feel like that, like when you get hit or you hit somebody, like you don't, you can't tell just based off of the rumble uh, that, like, okay, that was a good hit or whatever. You know, it's like it's just all, it just feels very random about how like the points, the, 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 the like it's all about like who, who does the most, gets the most points in a certain amount of time. Uh, but the the points in this game feel like whose lines anyways, they don't really matter because you can't really fucking tell when you're getting them, um, <laughs> other than the things popping up telling you, you got them, uh, but you, you just. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, don't really, I just don't care for it. But I don't know. It's just, it's fine. I, I you know, people always talk about, oh, is it the next Rocket League? It's like, there's no next Rocket League. Rocket League is Soccer League. And I'd love to have the next big game that just takes over and, like, you, me, and all the Talk Ship guys just hop online and fucking play together. Oh, no it's also really frustrating when there's, like, four or five of us in the group that have a PS5. Um, yep. And the people that, you know, it's I'd love to have that new thing because it's just, like, it's hard to get back into, like, games like Rocket League or Overwatch. Well, as much as I enjoy playing these games with, with the group. And our friends, it sucks when you go back to play those games because game, like the people that are playing those games right now, if you're not playing with each other or playing other people, the people that are still playing those games to right now are the best of the best playing those fucking games. You know, oh, it's yeah. like jumping into a Call of Duty game six months in, it's like the people who are still playing this game in June are the fucking like these guys play it constantly. Like that's this is their game they play. You know, it's just like and I don't know. I'd love to have that next big thing out there. It's like I enjoy like playing Friday Thirteenth or Predator or shit like that because it's like. You know, I feel like I, I can hang with anybody because we're all, we just jump in into play together. But, um, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's just, it's, it's a game that's out there. Uh, if you have PS plus, check it out. I don't know. Maybe I've, I've never heard anybody like come out and like rail against it, but I haven't heard no one also in that same boat. Nobody's come out and like, you know, it's no one's giving it nines. I've like, I've looked at, I've looked at like all the scores, but I've seen reviews and people talk about it. It's getting It's like in that six ish range, like seven ish. Like that 6.5, 7.5 game. Where it's not terrible, but it's just, it's there. Average. You know? Yeah. It's an average game. And it's just like, when you're, it's just, that's the case where when games like this, where it's an online game like this, where it's like, you can't be average. You have to be outstanding. You know, you can't, you can't, you can be an average single player game or whatever, but it's like, when you are a game that requires to be uh, online and have an online community at all times to play this game, and you're just, completely average across the board right you're not you're, you you might you might as well not exist but that's all really ever I played this week you know and nothing else really what about you gables
1: all right so there have been a couple of games I have been playing continuation from cyber shadow from last week I did go through and finished up one like uh, one chapter more than like uh, the last one so it's an initially the stage that I went through where the end of it had this sort of like this monorail sort of thing. And what's kind of interesting about this one because I have pretty much all the technique stuff that's upgraded that I'm aware of. I'm flying through different things. I'm getting more used to the whole dash cutting of stuff and the the whole entirety of this like stage that I was going through, you have to implement like the dash slash mechanic and stuff to like time specific portions throughout this stage. I did die my fair amount of times, but at the same time, it was fun to experiment what timing was going to work in terms of slashing and then get onto a wall, try to wall ride, you know, like, kind of like the wall slide and then like try to jump onto another opposite portion of the platforms. But the boss at the end of this level, and I think it was like chapter seven, basically is chasing this monorail, right? That you're riding. So you're inside the middle of this, like this, mon- this, like, this train car and he just goes and busts through the portion of it and you have to like, try to shoot at the main eye that he has and stuff. And then all of a sudden you have these two orbs that are, like, just flying in. Like, it starts out with one, right? And you have to shoot the thing so much to break the shield so it's, like, a ball of energy. And the fun part about it is you can shoot the ball of energy back to the eye. Or you can go through and just basically slash the eye, you know? Then once the thing gets, like, uh, more intense and stuff, once it goes into, like, a critical phase, it's going to be, like, two of these orbs that you got to slash through and do this and do that. But my thoughts and opinions remain mostly the same of this game from last week where the music's fantastic, the level design is thorough and quite interesting in my honest opinion. I am more I am still intrigued with the story aspects of it, but gosh, this game is still fun to play in that regards. I just wish I could have played a little bit more of it. But I did play a little bit of uh, Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. I got a little bit farther inside of it. i don't know why I just decided to download it on Game Pass again, and I tried to go a little bit further inside of it, which I'm starting to get more accustomed to it. I mean, quintessentially it's Symphony of the Night, but at the same point, since I'm not in the mood to play that, since I've already played that game to death, I've gone through some bits and portions of the bit of the castle. I am collecting like shards of these monsters, more akin to a previous game that I had played, Castlevania Aria of Sorrow that game you collected souls and you used their abilities inside of bloodstained ritual of the night it's the same concept only they're not souls they're shards but if you collect a certain amount of shards for one creature and don't like sell it off or use it whatever you know it's going to like uh, be detrimental to you and you will gain pretty much like uh it'll be have like a negative effect on the character quintessentially. so it's constantly encouraging hey if you if you like collect so much of a different shard or something like that you can go through the main hub like this, uh, this building that the supporting cast lives in and stuff, and you can exchange them for either like a certain items, certain food things and stuff, or certain like weapons or whatsoever. It has a crafting system too, where you can get like all sorts of different like crafting, different armors, this and that. And what I love about it is, if you do craft armor or weapons, it will affect the look of Miriam. Which is really cool because you can actually see what you actually equipped onto your character instead of it just like the generic like sprite looking thing. If say she's wearing like a corset or like a uh, a hat of a specific way or wearing a specific like type of like shoes or gauntlets or using a specific weapon, it will show on the actual sprite when you do the selection screen when you're going through your status things or when you're on like in the game itself and then you're trying to play that and stuff. So I like that attention to detail when it comes to that, because that's been one of my pet peeves in playing certain, like, Metrovania games where if you equip certain items, I would like to have it reflect on the character in-game, you know? I mean, that would make sense. But uh, I played a little bit of that. You know, for Kix, I decided to download Destiny 2 on the Xbox One S because I wanted to try to see how that game would run and quite honestly, I'm I still encounter the same issues with terms of the server that I do like on the PS4 version of it, where it's like I don't know whether or not if it's just their servers, the Bungie servers, or if it's my internet connection because I I don't think I have a gigabit like connection. Honestly, I think I have like uh, something a little bit older since I've got this uh, modem and stuff. This old modem, I think it's uh, at least it could saw two or three years old. So I'm probably going to consider like looking into what type of uh options i have because my friend was talk- talking to me a little bit about like like a gigabit internet like options and stuff where he paying like a 100 something like a month in order to have this kind of like connection but he's saying that he downloaded assassin's creed odyssey like with a span of five minutes in that regards to how data goes through from there and there
0: well but, so uh, real quick to cut you off there sorry uh the, pl- the with um especially with playstation their PS4 um, download speeds maxed out at 20, uh, and I 20. believe the Xbox One was like 50 megabytes per 50? second. Yeah, so wow. um, you know, so it's even if you have a gigab- you have gigabit internet connection, you still are capped by what PlayStation, and Xbox can do. With the new consoles, they're not. So uh, that could also be part of it. Or like, I, I mean, with my PS5, I'm downloading because I have 300 megabytes per second. And um, okay. yeah, even with having all that, I mean, it's more than I need. But they gave me a free upgrades, so that's what I got. But anyways, um, yeah. So uh, like, games are downloading so much fucking faster on my PS5 now because you know it's I don't know I don't know if there's unlimited unlimited speed about downloading it, but from what I understand, that there there isn't a limit that I know of. But on like right. uh, PS4 and all that shit, like yeah, like you know, a 60, sixty gigabyte game would take you an hour to do an hour 60 gigabyte game like i just redownloaded division two uh the other day and i actually played it for a little bit but um like i downloaded that whole game with the ps5 update patch and like i think it's like 60 gigabytes in like 15 minutes so mm. yeah. okay. i don't have blazing speed either but i mean for me it's perfect for what i need I, I, it's whatever so yeah um, okay that, that might be that might be part of your problem it might not be your modem. It, it might just be that These these consoles are capped at what they can do for downloads.
1: That may be the case, too. I had suspected possibly something along those lines, but I wasn't entirely sure. But I'll look into it later on this week and basically see what I can find out. But uh, the last game I have played is a game that I picked up last week, which was Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. I have the game now.
0: I played it today, too.
1: Dude, I do have the game. I have put in a fair amount of it last week because I wanted to see how well I would have retained. And yeah, I actually retained quite a bit. I've been playing through the initial chapter, the initial thing with Scott Pilgrim, obviously, and then do it on the average, not the average, Joe, but like the rough and tough difficulty. So it's like the normal difficulty. Mm -hmm. So the only difference about that I can see is like different types of character sprites that are a little bit more, plus the increased HP. Because HP gets more, like, uh, for character... For, like, character you're facing off against, the higher difficulty it is. So Supreme Master, it's, like... They're, like, sponges, essentially. Hmm. But I'm already past the, uh... I think I'm already past, like, the uh, sixth X X's or something like that.
0: Jesus. Okay.
1: S- okay, so, yeah, I'm not even... I think I'm getting close to like towards the end of the game in and of itself, but I'm still open to playing bits of co-op with you Tyler. Obviously, Please. I will. I'm on
0: average Joe and I can't beat the first level. So
1: Oh, really? Okay, yeah, I'm terrible well. At this game. So, let's see. I could have you be Scott Pilgrim obviously, and I could uh-huh. like uh, choose another character because I nice. would like to play through it with say uh, Wallace Wells because that's a trophy that is Actually, there, if you really okay. want to aim for it, where Wallace Wells is, like, the, uh, I think, the uh, roommate for Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. Like, uh, in the stories in and of itself. Fun fact, I actually have two, the first two, like, novels of uh, the first two, like, uh, oh, cool issues of Scott Pilgrim versus the world, actually. <laughs> I forgot I actually have them, but I do, those graphic novels. But that's, like, two of five or whatsoever. But I don't have the other ones. Anyway, the game in and of itself it runs well obviously what's the thing that makes this game pretty fun is it takes a lot of cues from river city ransom where when you go into certain shopping districts and stuff you can buy certain items that'll help you improve your stats so for example there are there is a shop that is like a record shop right and if you like uh buy a specific like record there it'll not only increase the health and guts that you have but there are other items inside that thing that will increase that will increase certain like a stats in and of itself like say attack defense speed or wp whatever that stands for i forget what it was but uh basically i think willpower yeah i think that's what it is when it comes to this game, you have to go through and grind upon the first level a couple different times and stuff and collect currency. Honestly, from what I've seen, the currency is really generous. I think they actually increased the amount of coins that uh, you could earn through beating certain enemies and this and that. So by going through the first level a couple of different times, I was able to upgrade Scott Pilgrim. He's actually at his max level now at, like, level 15, level 16 Okay. there's like another tech attack that I'm not too sure how to unlock but he basically knows how to like grab certain opponents and up and just like do like uh, that uh, like that rapid punch succession he knows how to throw this stuff but yeah, there's attacks where you could do like a double jump or something like that press triangle in the air it'll do like a like a like an air kick or whatsoever like then you can combo into certain things and then there's like these tech attacks where you have the directional button up and then triangle with for Scott Pilgrim he does it sort of like a uh, almost like a flaming like sure you can sort of like move
0: does it the uppercut it, jumping uppercut yeah
1: Okay. not like a not like a jumping uppercut but he puts his fist oh. in the air and it's like a flames or something like that comes out of it or something of that sort okay but uh, I was actually surprised how much I retained from playing that game originally because bear in mind I hadn't done a full playthrough of that game since the game first launched on the PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360, respectively. And I forgot that what certain items I could use to increase my health and this and that. So what I ended up doing is I leveled up in the first chapter a couple different times. I went to a spot just past the shopping district. And just before you get into that underpass and stuff with the cars and stuff, there's a star, Right. And I forgot, that's actually Wallace's Secret Shop. So you go inside hmm. there, and if you, like, uh, hold on to, say, 200-some-odd coins, I think, or, but like, yeah, anyway between, like, 120 to, like, 200-something coins, there are two specific items that will help you out tremendously in terms of uh, leveling up your status. One of them, I believe, is, like, Bionic Arm, hmm. which, is, it's, which is, like, a uh, reference to Bionic Commando. So, if you save up enough money for that, it increases your attack stat by 50 points. And your stats have a cap of 100 for each stat. So, attack, defense, willpower, speed. But in terms of, like, uh, Speedy the Porcupine, the other one, you can actually increase your uh, speed by 50 and stuff. So, it rewards you for playing the same levels over and over again, beating the same bosses over and over again, and when uh, the chapters get much more, like, further on and stuff. Yeah, there are a little bit more intense sequences of that stuff you'll come across. But the boss battles in and of itself, I think, are pretty fun. But uh, I know you haven't played through this game before, Tyler, so I'm not going to mm-hmm. really spoil that aspect. But uh, the final, the final chapter and stuff, I need to reacquaint myself with that, but I do want to do another playthrough after I finish this one up. So anytime that we have, like that we have, let's like, say a good, uh, some time off or something, maybe later on this week or wherever the hell that you want to go yeah. through and do. Yeah. That, that, that's fine. You know, I I don't mind playing a little bit of co-op with it because for one, it's yeah. like we haven't played a co-op game together in, since extra life.
0: Yeah. And quite
1: right. honestly, Scott Pilgrim versus the world. It's a fantastic beat them up. So it'll give me some other reasons. We'll both start at yeah. the same level. Yeah.
0: yeah I'd be we'll fine with that. that I, Cause I, I mean, I love Scott Pilgrim. I mean, yeah, I, I was playing it this morning and i was like i just sat down I'm like oh, I, I died in the first the first level ran out of lives I'm like, Fuck. <laughs> so i just went over and i just watched the movie again for like the 50th fucking time <laughs> i just i love that i love scott Pilfer's, i love the movie so i just went back and we watched the entire movie instead uh so yeah um i'm all for playing it, yeah because i i like the game and i want to play it uh, i just i'm not good at it um but i think that might wrap it up for this week guys yes uh thank you so much for listening um if you, if you if you like the show and you want to watch it live, you can do that. We're on we're on Twitch TV every Sunday night. For the most part, every Sunday night. Sometimes on Saturday, but for the most part, Sunday night. Usually around nine thirty Central Time, seven thirty Pacific Time. Uh, most time like this week, we're a little later because of the Super Bowl and all that. But yep. most part, expect us around that seven thirty Pacific time uh, time frame. We're usually on. Um, yeah, we're also on everything later on if you want. If you can't watch us live. I'll post, I always post the, the Twitch, uh, video on YouTube immediately afterwards. So we'll be, will be on on there a little bit later. Um, then the audio version is everywhere as well. Um, check us out all those places, iTunes, uh, YouTube, uh, Twitch, um, anywhere you listen to podcasts that we're on. Uh, we're, we're big in India right now because I, I posted on Gana. I think is what's, I don't know how to pronounce it, but yeah, we're on everything player. Fm, spotify we're on all those check us out drunk national podcast drunk nerds drunk nerds podcast looks up you'll find us follow subscribe like heart five stars uh thumbs up comments shares all those we really would appreciate it um but yeah thank you guys so much for listening i was host i was tyler
1: and i have been colonel gables so until next time everyone i hope that you have yourself a good week i hope you play some fun games and I hope you do pick up, like, uh, Super Mario 3D World, Bowser's Fury, coming out this Friday in the U.S. It's going to In gonna be your other weekend. territories, I'm not sure. But, hey, that game's a classic. It definitely is worth the purchase. Yeah. So until next time, everyone, peace.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Yeah.
1: See you soon, man. Bye, guys. See ya.